If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi. Lord, Alliance, we've come to this crossroad again and again, Jaina. It always falls apart. What's different this time? <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode. I don't know. Where's the thing? I could look at it. It's episode 563 for June 28th, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson, joined by, with, and near, Garrett Weinzerpel, all the way from Florida. Garrett, welcome. Good morning. Morning, Scott. Well, you know, after you do the whole time zone thing. Afternoon for me. That's true. You guys are, what is it? Ten, it's 10 minutes afternoon. Are you starving? Are you going to You got to eat. Are you going to eat? I, I had eggs. Oh, well, you'll be fine. <laughs> eggs will get you there. I had eggs, too. I put them in a microwave. Two minutes. Play what I'm not eating. I'm not eating that flatulent fish that that deep sea murloc had me go get for him in Najatar. Lurga, lurga. Oh, I got a. Uh, I have a recommendation and a warning, real quick, because you brought it up. Uh, I have these. Somebody sent uh, for a different show, but somebody sent me something called Ostrim, which I'd never heard of before. It sounds like a, a, a like a I don't know a, a pill or something I'm supposed to take, but it's not. Is it ostrich jerky? It is. It's ostrich and beef. It's a combo. And ah. what I like about it is it's not very greasy. However, I have a warning. If you're going to buy these, you're going to get these, they're tasty. They're good in a pinch. You need a nice little snack. You're on a hike or whatever. These are probably perfect for that. My my warning is they will give you the worst, most toxic, freaking Chernobyl-level gas you've ever had in your life. <laughs> so just you've been warned. Putting that over there. Probably done eating those for a while. My family wants me to move out. And uh, yeah, don't eat those unless you want to. Well, they'll stay stay in your recording basement and don't don't leave. That is good advice from. Unfortunately, Gary. for your family, gas rises. There. <laughs> well, look, Mister Science, that's impressive. I like it. I like where you're going with this. Hey, uh, we're back and we're here to do a show. As you may notice, the Europeans are not with us. If you're watching the video live, there are uh, there's a Sylvanas and Jaina in place of them. In our new uh, backdrop, but uh, Terpster may oh, be joining man. us. The Terpster and and Patrick got so much hotter this week. Oh, didn't they? I'm not sure I agree with one of them politically, but the other one, hubba hubba. <laughs> um, now there, I don't know. Uh, oh, I know what's going on. It's because we're an hour late. I had, to, I had a doctor thing today. I had to do, and I came back, and it was because uh, the show had to be bumped. And they're in the Europe time zone, and they got kids, and it's too hard for them, so they couldn't be here. However, Garrett and I are here. We're gonna make this work. It's been a weird week all around for me. I know it has been for Garrett. Uh, just I'm a funky so week. over this week, listeners. So if I if I get a little cranky, yeah, because I'm I'm done. It's Friday. I'm out. I'm out of F's. I'm hoping to get. I'm hoping we whatever we do. I'm hoping we touch some kind of nerve so we can truly see 
what a Garrett going off kind of rant is. Ah, uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> Our PG-13 rating means you can drop at least one F-bomb and show me at least half a boob. If you want to go more than that, you want to go full boobs and all F-bombs, I'll just have to bleep them and censor them. Well, well if I show you half a boob, Twitch is going to ban the channel for Fan- like a week. Fantastic. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is a kind of a big week for World of Warcraft players, despite uh, it's weird. It's huge. Things. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's massive. We finally got the Disney crossover I've been waiting for. I've been just running around Nashatar singing Under the Sea. It's been <laughs> wonderful. I got the kettle drums going. Yeah. Are you, know? you are you a little bummed that uh, they seem to be just fine without the water? Like, what was the point of having the water in the first place? Y'all are just walking around and living well, and... I mean, well, listen, Scott, this is, we're dealing with Naga, who we have fought above water many a time. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're partying up with uh, an offshoot of the genetic gene pool from uh, the, the fish people mm-hmm. in Pandaria, yep. the Jinyu. I forget what the new versions are called, uh, but they're basically cooler looking Jinyu. I yep. mean, everything we're dealing with in Ashitar, we have fought on land at one time or another. So, you know, I'm okay with it. I'll yeah. let it, I'll, 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 I'll allow it. You're going to allow this one to slide. Okay, it's fine. I mean, I, I, I can't com- complain very much either. I'm having a good time in there. Um, oh, my mic just went weird. Let me fix that real quick. Sorry, everybody. I'm having, see, this is another technical shortfall this week is this weird problem I'm having with my mic. All right, it's back. It's good. I, 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 I got to ask, you know, I know we're in the world of Warcraft news, but I am most curious. The burning question is, you have a green screen now. Yeah, I do. Um, you can't uh, you can't see it because I'm just sending you green screen. Oh, neither can the chat. Okay. Because of the ramshackle uh, structure of, t- of this morning, I haven't had a chance to do this. But normally, I would put a new background there. I, I did go full, uh, full uh, green screen. There's a big old green screen right behind me. I can do all that stuff now. Uh, I don't even know why I care, but I did it, and uh, now it's a thing. But that also caused me a lot of problems, because part of the reason that's back there is I moved everything, and people who know me know I have a big L-shaped standing desk that was custom-made for me out of oak. It's heavy. It's a big, freaking heavy oak desk thing, and it's permanently standing. To move this is a huge nightmare, but I decided to do that because I had some other technical issues, and the only way to really solve it was to dig through all my old cables. I'm like, if I'm doing that, I should just move stuff around to where I want it. So I did that. And I moved this beast like a big Tetris piece and just went this direction. And then I went, oh, I've got all this rear room now. Let's put up a big old green sheet of uh, green screenery. And I did. So, yes, to answer your question, I have gone full green screen. And uh, none's the wiser. I didn't go full like let's paint the wall. I guess I could do that, but I'm not that cool. <laughs> uh anyway that's that uh so uh yeah the patch it's uh it came and um i have a couple of thoughts before we get too deep into it i have not spent a moment yet in gadget mad max land i haven't gone there yet i am very surprised because uh, also oh my god dude i uh i had a friend over this weekend he stopped by came by monday night he was visiting from los angeles and uh was uh, somehow fury road got brought up actually it's because he listens to There Will Be Dungeons. Oh, great. And uh, he's a, 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 a college friend of Kyle's. And um, he was like, yeah, I love that 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 show and, or you know, that podcast. And I was like, man, have you seen Fury Road? And he's like, no. And I was like, all right, take your drink. Move over to the couch. We're watching Fury Road right now. That's, that's I haven't right watched it in years. Yeah. Still a perfect film. No, it's uh, a perfect movie. Perfect 
You did, the, you did I, the right like, thing. Nah. You stop right then and you get everybody on the couch and you go. You don't wait. You don't sit around and talk about it. You don't discuss it. You don't try to make a decision. There, there was there was there was no option anymore. Yeah. It was Fury Road must must be watched. Yeah. And then I went the next day, eight point two dropped, and uh, got my butt to Mechagon. I can't believe you haven't seen Mechagon. I know, I know. I part it of it is known for you. I know. Part of it's a schedule thing. I haven't had a ton of time, so what little time I had, I got grinding away in Najatar, Najatar, Naj, Shittar, whatever it is. How do you say it? Say it again. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of driving me nutty because I'm hearing all the crazy Naga ladies say it, and they do pronounce the J, but extremely quickly and more quickly than I can make my mouth work. Yeah. Uh, so they do say like a Najatar, yeah. but I can't do that. Yeah. So I just say Naj, Najatar. It's all, it's just like, it's like a three syllable word and I'm done. I'm all out. Right. That's totally that's fine. The best I can do, fine listeners. Matt, 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 Brad Guitar. That's what I'm going to call it. But anyway. That place is cool. There's a lot going on there. So I got kind of wound up in that. And then I got busy and I had a bunch of tech issues and uh, had to, like like I said, redo everything. And it's just taken all my time. So I haven't had near enough time in that patch uh, that I would like. And certainly uh, I can't wait to get over there uh, to Gadgetville as soon as I can because that looked rad. I want to see that stuff. Um, and everyone tells me, oh, my gosh, this zone's made for you. What are you doing? Get over here. So that'll probably happen this weekend in in, in more earnest uh, but as it stands right now, I've spent most of my time under the sea. And uh, it's been fine over there. There's stuff to do. I mean, look, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but aside from story beats and a few other things, when you're a 14-year veteran of World of Warcraft, you start to realize that when you get into this new content that they drop as patches that you're just kind of going to get the same things you always get, and it's okay that we're getting it. It's just, you, you can't ever approach one of these content patches and go, this is going to change everything because it just won't like the game is going to still be Warcraft. It's going to play a lot. Like it always has. We're going to tab a tab, a target through people and we're going to cool down our way to, to oblivion. And it's just the way that game's going to play and it's okay. And I, it hit me this time again, where I was like, all right, Scott, expectations should be right where they should be, which is this is World of Warcraft. This is all going to play like World of Warcraft. I'm going to do a quest for somebody when I first get here. It's going to be a single quest. I'm going to meet them up on the hill after I'm done. They're going to say, good job. Let's go do the next little bit. I'm going to do that. And then the people I meet down there by that campfire, they're going to have three quests each. And then I'm going to go do those for them. And they're going to be kind of side stuff that isn't really tied to the full story. But I got to do those for the other one pops. I'm going to go do those. You take my meaning. Like, we're going to go down the same path. We're always going down. And I was... I mean, you're, you're describing World of Warcraft in general and yes. the challenge that was laid before it for the rest of eternity. Yes. And, uh, it has been has been sparring with for 14 years. Right. Um, it's not even patch-specific, right? So uh, I don't really know how to respond to that. Other than, I, know, I, I don't, I don't well, either. That's the thing. Gamer isn't. And uh, uh, being a, a big night elf fanboy yeah i'm losing my shit over this patch <laughs> i am so into it what? okay like, okay now this is good this is a good perspective well, because so far i'm feeling like it's a lot of here's that same old stuff you always do good good luck and here's the new necklace and that's cool and go I, for I it i am of the opinion that uh a, whether people realize it or not or recognize it or not or are aware of it or not uh that your enjoyment of a lot of patches, especially when new zones are, are, are introduced, your, your enjoyment, your uh, opinion of it is going to 
weigh very heavily on whether or not you're interested in the aesthetic they have chosen for that patch mm. uh, because of the challenges that you just mentioned. Like, this is the same game. Like, if you've been playing it since the beginning, you, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like 8.2 hits and suddenly we're playing an action RPG. No, that's, that's, a, that's, a, totally that's, good, that's totally a good point. Um, and I certainly didn't expect that going into it. I just think I, I think this time for some reason, it just, I had a moment where I went, oh, okay. This is why some people after a long time get real cranky about it because they feel like they want to blame the game. They want to blame the developers and all of that. But really what they're blaming is they've done a thing for a really long time and they're being asked to do that more. And for some people, that's just not enough anymore. Right. I wish it when people felt that way, that they would just realize that, understand it for what it is and go, okay, well, I guess I'm just, I just don't want to play this way anymore or, or I need a break or, you know, I need to go try something else or whatever, instead of going, it's not what it used to be. Blizzard's fault. They broke it. This and that. Like, I'm not trying to create a straw man here. My point is like, it's easy to blame Blizzard for you not having a good time, but maybe just maybe you've done it a lot and you kind of don't want to do it again. And I didn't feel that way while I was playing. I was having a great time, and I can't wait to finish out this content. But I I did feel like it's just the same shoes I've been wearing. And they're comfortable shoes. They're good shoes. They get me where I need to go. They're, they're, they're just the right size. My toes don't hurt. Uh, I know it by heart. I know where what a thing is. I recognize the patterns and the systems because they're good shoes. And that's what World of Warcraft is now right now. It's either good shoes or there are people who are just pining for a new pair of shoes. That makes sense. It, it this is just the M- the cycle of an MMO player. Yeah, is you, you go through periods of like this being like your jam, and I couldn't imagine playing anything else. And then you get kind of burnt out, and you want to go, you know, you want to go uh, cheat on your main game with uh, whatever. For, for World of Warcraft, let's see. Uh, for me, the first game I cheated on it with was Rift, and then it was uh, Swotor, and uh, mm. then I tried Wildstar and realized it was just WoW again with a cartoon wrapping, and I immediately left that game and went right, right back to WoW. Like it, you know, you get this this ebb and flow, and then you'll you'll take a, a break, and then one day you're just gonna be like, I feel like playing WoW, and you're gonna get in, and you're gonna be like, Oh my god, that's right, this is this is it's like riding a bike. It's, yeah. it's going to feel good immediately. It will feel good immediately. And so if you're not in that zone right now, that makes that makes total sense. Dude. Yeah. But but imagine, you know, because you're right. You, it's not going to change. You're aware it's not going to change. You know, imagine 8.2 had brought in uh, some crazy long lost spinoff of Thousand Needles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would have lost my mind. mind right now. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be I'd probably be, would we even be recording a show? I mean, that's how crazy it would be. I'd be so excited. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing is like, uh, you know, it. If this was for me, if 8.2 dropped and it's like, and we're going back to Draenor and we've got a new orc area, I'd just be like, oh, I don't care. I'm, I don't I don't give a crap about another red leather hut with spikes sticking out the top like that doesn't do much for me. And that's why Draenor was such a flop in my mind for as of an expansion because I was just so over orc stuff. Yeah, um, But here I am. Getting to enjoy two of my favorite things aesthetically, which is like crazy underwater barnacle laden insanity um, and ancient elven ruins. It's so up my alley. Uh, I'm in love with it. I'm glad. I'm glad this patch is speaking to you like that. I'm feeling good about it, but I'm not exactly over the moon about it. It's just sort of like, okay, finally it's here. I I am. eh, How do I put this? It's not a concern. 
and we mentioned it before, but now that I've actually got to see it and sort of start grinding it, the Azeroth stuff, uh, the Azerite stuff is now basically a glyph system. And that's yeah, okay, because okay okay I liked glyphs. They were, that was a system that worked well and it was fine. But I, I think, I think my expectations were dashed a little bit where I was coming into this hoping this would feel like a brand new progression system that in the way that artifact weapons sort of felt that way. And this doesn't quite feel that way. It feels better than it was, but it just feels like, uh, eh, it's glyphs. Remember glyphs, everybody? How about some glyphs? Let's do glyphs again. I mean, I've got an extra button that I'm forgetting to use now. So it, it feels a little artifacty to me. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. Again, this is it's, for me, it's kind of brought it in line with what my original expectations for this damn necklace was. Like, this is kind of what I imagined it was going to be when they announced uh, the, you know, the, 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 the Azerite system in this expansion. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm over the moon with it, but it's certainly an improvement on what I've, what has been a, a pretty, uh, sore spot for i think most of us with this expansion so i still chalk it up to a good thing mm-hmm. it's just that uh, I, I don't think anyone was expecting for the as improvements in 8.2 to just be like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever i've completely forgotten about artifacts i think it's you know it's just it's a, it's an improvement yeah it's an it's a, it's something i wish would have been there on day one and we would all have been okay with it um but it's not a you know it's not going to it's not going to make anybody lose their minds in excitement. And again, you're back to sort of grinding out a new, a new progression, and that's okay too. That's cool. I guess. I guess I'm just kind of in a weird neutral position right now. I'm not. I'm not overly hyped. I'm not under hyped. I'm just sort of. I'm just there. You know, it's Warcraft. It's always going to be the best MMO until somebody says otherwise. And uh, no, nobody's quite done that yet. Lots of little second placers for me, but. No one's ever really reached it. So when there's new content there, of course, that's where I'm going to be. Gives us great stuff to talk about on the show, of course. And I don't know. It's like an old someone in the chat says a lot like your wife. And when you're playing other games, you're cheating on her. (laughs) I mean, maybe I don't know if I'd go that far with that scenario, but it is a little bit like that. It's like just someone you've been around with for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I always use the the concept of like the garage because one day I dream of having like four cars. (laughs) (laughs) But but like you know, in World of Warcraft, I have my my garage or my stable of characters, and I move around and I have my favorite. But it, that's also the case for games. Mm-hmm. But Warcraft is like, I don't know, it's, it's like that 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 one you always go back to. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm not saying anything prolific here. <laughs> like, this is just this is just video games for the majority of players. Yeah, and, and I I think that's no matter what you're into, like whatever you're really like, I've just talked to a friend of mine who cannot stop playing uh, ESO. He's just completely enamored with ESO and I don't blame him. I think ESO is in the best position it's been and it's super strong right now, but it's the same kind of uh, devotion. And there will come a day where he feels like that's old hat and he's been, he's seen it all and he's done it all. And that's how it'll be. So what you said earlier about MMOs is true. I also think there's a possibility that everybody who's excited about um, uh, what's coming up with uh, uh, Classic will go through the same sort of thing. You'll have a honeymoon. You'll enjoy yourself. <laughs> you'll you'll have a great early time, and then you'll just settle in. And it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. I just want people to know that. You're not cheating on anybody. You're not you know doing anything bad if you decide your game isn't for you that month or that year. Yeah, I, I mean, to get into the kind of psychology of it, I think a lot of the uh, 
people were seeing get very angry. Well, well people get it. Creators uh-huh. on the uh-huh. internet uh-huh. Uh, have a tendency to get angry all the time for all sorts of various reasons. And uh, sometimes it can feel like their angry reactions are almost like on a script. Like they have a playbook of, oh, X happened. My reaction is Y. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think uh, for those that I feel that that anger may be legitimate and not, I would put out there uh, crafted because it works for their brand. Um, <laughs> if you're legitimately getting angry at this game, uh, I really do think you just need some variety. Yeah. Uh, it's easy for a lot of us, especially MMO players, uh, to forget that for a lot of us, you know, when we first found out we liked video games, we played a lot of di- different video games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really healthy to go and play other things and have other experiences. This month's uh, supporter bonus show, by the way, might delve into that very thing. Hmm. Hmm. A little preview yes. from Gary. delve into anything and everything except World of Warcraft. Yeah. In fact, I would say if you're watching live, you have time to sign up for that thing and get that bonus show between now and the end of this because we're going to record it today and put it out to those people first today. So uh, if you want to get that early, great. Or you'll wait a week and you'll get it then. Whatever you prefer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 TLDR, uh, I think it's dope and that's totally fine. If you're like, yeah, yeah, it hasn't, it's not enough to bring me back. I think that's a really fair reaction. Um, it's part of the reason that I'm really excited for classic because I do, I just enjoy Warcraft and I enjoy being in Warcraft so much, but I do also go through these periods of like, yeah, it's not for me. And I think classic will give me just, just that little bit extra to, to bounce off to now, instead of bouncing off to another MMO, I can bounce off to Warcraft, but different. Right. Right. And, uh, it's something I, I definitely see myself kind of kind of doing, yeah. um, and also just Blizzard games in general. Like you know, I'm I'm very much a general Blizzard gamer. I really enjoy basically all Blizzard games uh, except for Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, right now I'm really bouncing around within the ecosystem again. There was you know early this year I was spent a lot of time on my PS4 enjoying Spider Man, but but uh, right now uh, they're they're doing pretty damn well between uh, the event and heroes uh, hearthstone does shows no signs of stopping right when i thought i was like okay hearthstone's gonna be quiet they're dropping teasers for the next expansion already mm-hmm. so um blizz is doing pretty great right now i think yeah there's lots of reasons to have some fun i mean we got some stuff to talk about later that kind of bum me out but we'll get to that in a minute when it comes to other lizard games but uh yeah for the most part sure and if you're playing other games like you got me all excited about forza and um i've been playing that horizon 4 in particular and um i really like it like i'm xbox friend scott uh because if nothing else i need your drive guitar in my game to beat oh yeah i'm sure it'll be easy you can just rip right past whoever whatever dumbass ai takes over for me when i'm out online you'll you'll kill me uh yeah drive guitars are fun all that stuff's fun like get a little variety in your gaming life mix it up and then you come back to wow and go ah my old friend how are you doing? Sweet. You got these new things to do? Awesome. You got classic running? Great. I'll spend some time with you for a long time. And then you can leave for a while again. You don't have to devote your entire soul to this constantly. I know we have listeners right now. I'm probably some in the chat room. We have listeners I know because I get them, I get these emails all the time. I haven't played WoW in eight years, but I still listen to you guys every week. It's like yeah. even those people are, you know, they sort of... So before we move on, I'm not done complimenting Aimpoint 2 yet because I, I really have to say um, I, I don't understand how the wow team keeps impressing me with zones you would think at a certain point i would get into some new zone in world of warcraft and go oh this yeah 
I've seen it before, but but I haven't. Like, damn it, it looks so good, Scott. Mm-hmm. They've done such a good job with the design of the of of Nagitar and Mechagon, frankly. Yeah, and my only complaint um, with Nagitar is that it's very hard sometimes to, f- to find the path you need to get on to go because there's there's a lot of verticality in that zone. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I took a wrong turn and ended up dying because I got swarmed. And that hasn't happened to me in a while. And it felt a little old school to me. Like I kind of liked that I got owned by a bunch of Naga because I made a wrong turn. Did you live? Did you survive? Oh, no, I straight up died. No, I had to corpse run. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. Yeah, yeah, I haven't died in the new stuff yet, but I suspect I will. I always do because I get lost. And especially when there's a lot of verticality and it's just my brain's bad at directions. So it's like, OK, wait, that arrow's there. I want to cut through here. Oh, there's a giant cliff and I can't go straight up it. All right. I guess I got to go around. Yeah. Get I didn't lost. PTR at all, so this is all new to me. So as soon as I got the Nagitar uh, and and unlocked my essence uh, for my necklace, the first thing I did was go back to Nagitar and just discover every zone. So mm-hmm. I just went out and explored, got all collected all my flight points, and uh, yeah, I uh, made one or two wrong turns for sure. What's the little uh, What's the little uh, goblin looking fish person? Do you know the name? The one that quests with you in the early part there. Okay, so uh, I've, I've got an admission to make. I may have rolled with my Alliance Warlock first. Uh, I don't know, Scott. Well, let's just say this. You race traitor. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, plenty to go around. I uh, There's this little fish-looking, fish-eared-looking goblin. It's basically a goblin that looks like an underwater goblin. It's got, like, his ears are the same size as goblin ears, but it's got, like, gills in it and... Geplins? Is is that what it's called? Giflin? Giffin? Giffin? Gill goblins is what is coming up on. Are they really called gill goblins? Goblins, really? That's what's coming up on Wild Wiki. <laughs> they're called like, goblins or something weird. That's but... hilarious. Oh, All right. Gil... Okay. Uh, b- b- Gilblins is what I was thinking of. Gil- yeah. Gilblins. Okay. Gilblins Gil- 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 are gill goblins <laughs> found in Bajir. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that's what these are again. I don't know. But they, I want to kick him. That's. I just wanted to put that out there that I hate that character and I don't like him. And I'd like to kick him. Just boot him across the, the dry land that is now Nash Datar. I'm forgetting their names, but uh, uh, at least on the Alliance going out to, to, to Mechagon, um, the, 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 gob, the gnome and goblin couple from the latest Warcraft novel uh, play a pretty big role. And I'm so stoked to see them in the game again. They were in uh wait which novel in um, they were in the most recent one um oh um <laughs> freaking Sylvanas and I'm forgetting the title oh my god chat room uh, help me out read it it's oh, it's in this room somewhere yeah uh, uh, before the storm before I can see it across storm. the room <laughs> before the storm that's I the character names but they were a really charming charming part of that of that novel nice and, I like uh, when they do that that's always fun yeah. stick it yeah, in there. They were like, "Oh, go talk to these people," and I'm like, "I think it's gonna be the goblin and the gnome from from before the storm." It turns out totally was, and they're just as charming in the game as they are in the book. Yeah, I. Uh, so I. So here's the deal. Uh, they put out a major. I don't know. You know what? On this show, we're supposed to be able to just talk about whatever. We don't really worry about spoilers because you know if it's happening in WoW, we should talk about it. Well, when Patrick's not here, that's the case. Yeah, that's true, because he gets all weird about it. I don't know if everybody wants to know that Jaina and Thrall uh, have a moment or not. But if you don't want to know about how that plans pans out, I guess skip ahead a little bit. But I'm, we're just going to talk about it. I don't know when this even happens in the story, because I'm not there yet. Um, 
but apparently you save uh, or uh, Thrall and, and Jaina are and Jaina in particular are instrumental in saving Bane Bloodhoof from certain demise. It's when you finish the new leg of the war campaign. Okay, so you finish it. That makes sense because that's how they punctuate all that stuff. So uh, you do all that. Thrall, of course, in that recent cinematic where uh, he gets out of you know his his lovely the grand living space and uh, decides to put the axe on his shoulder and go back to work. Uh, things happen, and now he's hanging out with Jaina, and they have a little bit of a moment where they're sort of talking at the top of the show. You heard me play a little bit of uh, of that. Thrall's feeling pretty down. I'm going to repeat it so we can just talk about it. So hang on a second. Lord, Alliance, we've come to this crossroad again and again, Jaina. It always falls apart. What's different this time? And she says, her reply is, we are, Thrall. We're different this time. Now, I like the cinematic. I think it's great. But aren't we just kind of back to the whole like, hey, there's a big, someone's gone wrong. We got a big smelly problem to deal with. It's not Garage this time. It's Sylvanas. So we better join forces and the Horde and the Alliance got to go do it together. Because that's what I got out of that. Uh, No, confirmed that faction divides will be removed in the next expansion. That's what I'm taking away from this. Forgot about that. <laughs> I, I mean, could very much be wrong, but uh, I read as someone who's hoping for that. When I when I see this scene, uh, that's uh, that's just like you're just taking an entire tank of gasoline and pouring it on the the flame that I am keeping for hoping that one day uh, my night elf and my blood elf can uh, hang out together. I get that, but also and that and you know what? I wouldn't mind that. I think I'd be okay with it. Although I think it's intrinsic to the game to have the separation. So I, I just don't know if I ever see them really doing it. But I'm kind of with you. Here's the thing, though. In that scene, you got Sourfang and Bane and somebody else. Who else is there? I can't remember who uh, else is there. Oh, uh, I mean, that's... Is that it? That's it. Isn't it? That might... It's Jaina, Thrall, Sourfang, Bane. No other horde. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they t- uh, So sh- they turn to her, and I think it's Sourfang who says, hey, when you get back to town, make sure you tell Anduin that you know we're with him or whatever. It's all just a little kumbaya for me I, like uh, like suddenly like whoa wait a minute we're are we gonna be this friendly are we gonna be hey tell your leader i kind of like him after all uh tell him thanks for letting me out of that jail that turned out that was real good like it's just a little cozy for me if if indeed warcraft is about this division between the horde and alliance and then and forever will be so it seems like these guys are a little too in bed with each other this quickly into an expansion that is all about Horde v. Alliance. And now it's just everybody versus Sylvanas, I guess, which is like everybody versus Garage again. Concern? I agree. <laughs> I agree, and it's been my concern and complaint about the story arc for this entire expansion. Yeah. So that's... Because so uh, I, I still go back to the beginning of the Legion expansion and, you know, watching like Sylvanas and Varian kind of like respectfully fight side by side and I and I took that as oh Sylvanas is a pragmatist and a good leader and and to to me uh, all of that has been thrown out uh, for an easy scapegoat villain to move the plot forward in this expansion. Not everyone agrees with me. There's a lot of people like no oh, Sylvanas has been evil the whole time, and I'm like uh, I I I respectfully disagree. I do as well. I think she had a turn, and uh, now she's in a bad place. I just don't want this to all boil down to that. I want it to be more complex, but. The the other thing too is I think that this is just drawn on really long, and I and I feel the writers overestimated how interesting this all is. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm far more interested in what's happening in Najatar and Mechagon. Uh, I'm done. I don't care about the war campaign anymore. Can we please see the the fruit of all of this extremely slow meandering uh, time gates of story? I do like chilling. I like hanging with Nathanos, though. That makes me weird, I know, but I really like him. A lot of people oh, hate his guts. Right. Yeah, he's great. Nathanos is is the best uh the, the the best sentient sex toy I could ever hope to be my quest giver. <laughs> wow. You're assuming things about the relationship I hadn't considered, but uh I mean when your lover chooses your new body for you, that infers a lot. I guess it does. They don't really touch on it, but sometimes what you don't say is the most meaningful thing. Well done, Blizzard. You've done it. Uh, all right, let's talk about the big controversy of the week. There's always one of these. Silvi, uh, how do you say this? Silverian Dream Dreamer Mount is the name of it. You can pay 25 bucks for it, and everyone's like, "Well, you guys never talk about these these money mounts. What's the big deal?" They're also giving it away as a reward if you buy a six month subscription. And uh, as you might imagine, a huge bunch of players are all ticked off about it. Uh, huge shock there. Everyone grab your pearls. All right, all right, Scott, um, clip, clip this entire section, make a thumbnail with your face, with your mouth agape, uh, and say, uh, greedy blizzard is greedy again in all caps with yeah. a bunch of sun, like, like lens flare effects, uh, put on YouTube. We're going to get at least 50,000 views. I don't know if I, uh, I mean, I know there's always controversy and people want to, you know, turn their outrage meters on whenever something like this comes out. Like this is some sort of money grab or a way to boost subs. And I would answer, of course it is. That's what they do. They're in the business of trying to improve subscriptions to their service game. So once in a while, they're going to have a promotion that encourages you as a player or me to go spend money in a place that I haven't yet or commit to a longer subscription period and then incentivize me to do that by giving me a thing for doing it. I don't know why this is so shocking to anybody. That's the way these businesses are run. And this is how WoW has always been run. Not Maybe not always, but when, when it's made sense for them and technology's gotten to a place and players willing to spend money on uh, extemporaneous things they wouldn't have otherwise has, has, has continued to grow in the industry in general, Blizzard was just as quick as anybody to be a part of that. So I don't know why any of this is weird. It's just, oh, look, another promotion. Do you want it? Or don't <laughs> get it or don't get it. Like, I don't understand what the freak out is. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree. Like, easier way to say this. I agree with the sentiment that in a game with a subscription, there should just be in-game ways to get this type of stuff. Uh, I, I can't argue with that. Um, yeah, technically you can get gold and you can convert it to battle and the balance, yada, 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 and there's a roundabout way, but that's, 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 I'd look at that as a technicality. So like, I get it. I get that sentiment. I understand it. However, we've had store mounts for years now. They're clearly not getting away with, like doing away with it. It's clearly working. They're clearly selling them. So I don't, I just don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it boils down to. It doesn't bother me that much. It bothers me a little. Yeah. I feel like I had to. I feel like it had to come up because, uh, certainly on the show, because for some reason it dominated the, the the news this week in a week that was should otherwise been dominated by the patch itself, by the content itself, by those kinds of issues. And there's plenty of discussion around those, but for some reason this thing rises to the top. And I looked at it and went, okay, well this is just the same. It's what we do. That's what they've done. I guess the only difference here is this is not yet 
this isn't just yet another $25 mount and that's it. This is one that you could get an alternate way. And people perceive that as a, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's because some, if you're, a, 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 if you're an extremely popular uh, creator within the wow space and your entire brand is built on outrage <laughs> that this is what gets you views. That's why yeah. in a week when 8.2 comes out a patch that is good. <laughs> it's a good patch yeah. with a, yeah ton of content and I, I just like if that's what how you have built your brand how you have built your channel or your podcast or whatever is being outraged about things uh doing a bit about 8.2 and all of the stuff it's bringing to the game isn't going to play as well isn't going to be as on brand as shitting on the new storm out yeah city in the chat room says because the wild community at large has become corrupted by salty man children who want to do nothing but tear down the game uh there that faction exists but i would actually say that it's not like any large group of people this is a thing so i can't boil it down to that i don't think this you know this doesn't speak of the community at large but yes you know people get mad people do their thing i think it's ridiculous don't buy the mount don't get the six months or do and get the mount like i'm tempted to do the six months because i'm gonna do it anyway so i do a three month now why don't i just do the six and get the mount for free like they're just giving you an option. You decide if it's a value to you and you do it or not. To me, it's that uh, well, simple. Getting away from the lo- larger overarching issues with content creation and community in general, um, I would say don't do it because this mount is ugly. It's <laughs> this not, is a dumb yeah. looking dragon. Whole, whole different issue. And I agree with you. I don't think it's that cool. I think it's kind of lame looking. So I, it's not really motivating me beyond like, well, I'm close enough to six. I may as well just jump it and add another one to my arsenal. But the truth is, there's nothing about this mount. Like I wish I could say to them, hey, is it possible to trade out this one you're showing off with one of the ones in the back catalog? There's a couple of those I never paid for that I would really like. Like, I'd like that. But they're not going to do that. And the shiny's nice, sure. It's shiny. But that's just a... That's polygons and pixels, man. You need more than shiny. I need design. I need, like, wicked, different-looking... I don't know. Something... It's just a freaking... It's another Drake. It's another dragon. It's boring. It's blue. It's boring. It's a- Beak dragon with a fluffy tail. <laughs> Wait, what are you fluffy saying about beak, beak dragon? What are you saying about beak dragons with fluffy tails? What's going on? Not a fan. I would, I would honestly rather have like my seventeenth proto Drake than this thing. <laughs> uh, to the people, there's some people in the chat are saying, "Well, I don't think with a subscription we should be paying for anything outside of that." And I would say I, I, that's the sentiment. Like I agree with, and that's why storm mounts right. do bother me. A little, same, but again, the problem is, is like clearly someone is buying this enough that they're going to continue doing it. I don't know how many times I can say, yeah, I, I wish I didn't have to buy things or have the option of buying things because I don't have to buy it, right? No one's forcing you, and that's yeah. that's true. But at the same time, it would be nice if this was also available in the game through some type of achievement uh, or rare spawn. Like that would be freaking cool well because these things are subjective it's easy to maybe see a mount that's available for 25 dollars and say well nothing in the game is as cool as this clearly they're saving their best work for outside the game money and, yeah 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 and yeah. That, but it, again it's, it's subjective right I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are like garrett i think this dragon looks cool as hell and i i take my money please and that's you know it's fine um i felt that with like the bat mount i love that bat mount i wish that was available in the game yeah. i wish i didn't have to pay for that thing i did buy it because it's cool it is a freaking cool mount. Yeah. So is the uh, I really like the giant fairy dragon mount that changes colors. Yeah. That see that's that's unique looking. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yep. And it here's the problem. 
in a game like this, since you didn't earn it other than in real world currency, you just you appear with it in game and nobody's going, oh, look at that. Like they used to with amount you could only get by, you know, heroic dungeon clear, blah, 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 whatever it was, whatever achievement it was. Now it's just like, oh, you, and no one ever goes, ooh, that guy spent $25. Ooh. Like it just loses that particular cachet, which bums me out yeah. a little bit. But. It's fine. It's fine. Like <laughs> I say, it's not, like you said earlier, it doesn't really get me worked up one way or the other. This particular one, it's just kind of like, eh, all right. You guys haven't had anything to complain about for a while, so so there's one. <laughs> yeah, it, what gets me worked up is the is the reaction because it's like, I'm just kind of exhausted with it at this point. Yeah. Plus, this week is weird, too. I don't want to think about anything this week. Uh, check this out. Mike Morheim had an interview. He did this in Spain. It was part of the VG247 uh, conference. And apparently, he had a non-disclosure thing. Non- not non-compete. Non-compete. Yeah, I guess it was a non-compete where he couldn't say anything. That's up now. And um, he uh, talked about a bunch of stuff. He expe- accepted a award, first of all. And then they asked him about his non-complete contract and why Heroes of the Storm failed. I hate that word because it's still being updated and patched and playing. So I don't know why you'd say failed, but whatever. I mean, dude, it's <laughs> it's it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, so our our Heroes podcast yeah. is doing better than it was doing before BlizzCon. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, Very strange. Yeah. Well, um, part of it is because you guys are you guys are almost the final, the last one around. Like, I'm sure that's a, I'm sure that plays a role for sure. But yeah. um, the, the 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 community in Heroes of the Storm is small. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like it's bigger than League of Legends. It's not. Like, it's just a, it's just factually like a pretty far below third place in the in the MOBA uh, field. But its community is extremely passionate. They're really bought into the game. They truly love it, and the team is still doing a very good job of keeping it updated. Right. Right. Well, I felt so, like this was yeah, fail is, I mean, I know the words, the words, the wrong word. It needs well, to arguing be with semantics here. Like in, in like if you're VG 24 seven, you're not like a, you're not, you're not a heroes or blizzard specific website. Like, yeah. Okay. If you're looking at it in terms of like how many players it captured and how much money it made. Yeah, sure. It's a failure. I think that's a fair term to use. Yeah. In business terms, certainly it is. Um, what blizzard wanted out of it. Absolutely. It was a failure, but in terms of delivering what I like to play, it's the only MOBA I want to spend time in. I even played Dota this week because I've been so... Well, that's a different story we'll talk about later, but I kind of got roped in on this freaking auto chess crap. And uh, much to my chagrin, I, I think I'm sort of hooked on it. And it got me interested in playing the the Valve one, playing um, Underlords. How's, I mean, that, uh, how's that crow taste, Scott? <laughs> well, a little gamey, but... Uh, I mean that in a video game sense. Um, anyway, I, I really I really like it. And I thought, you know what would help me probably is to be less cynical and more familiar with some of the Dota characters, even though they're kind of ripoffs of Blizzard characters anyway. Like I can tell who the Illidan-like dude is and I can tell who, you know, the freaking Tree Prophet or whatever his name is, is, you know, he's... Nature Prophet. Yeah, Nature Prophet. He's, he's you know, Malfurion. Like you can tell who these guys are. But even then, I thought, you know, let's give it the fair shake. And I'd played one or two matches before and never liked it. So I, I fired up Dota. I downloaded the 30-gig install and played it again and played three games, won two, lost one. And still, at the end of all that, said, I'd rather play Heroes of the Storm. The moment-to-moment gameplay of Heroes of the Storm, is I just think it's better. But it's too late! And that's what the point is they squeezed out of Mike Morheim. So here are the few things that we got out of him in regard to lots of stuff, not just heroes. 
Uh, his non-compete ended in April, and he's free to pursue whatever he wants. That's an interesting way to say that, because I think everyone thought he just was going to straight up retire, but maybe not. Maybe he wants to, I don't know, do a small team or do something closer to the origins of Blizzard. I don't know. That's an interesting statement. But anyway, says he's currently in the brainstorming phase and doesn't have anything concrete to share. Some of his ideas are games. Some of them are not. He thinks the Heroes of the Storm team made a great game, but it was too little too late. Or it was a little too late. Not Sorry, added that in there. Um, I mean, what were they, five years after League had taken off or whatever it was? Uh, I don't think it was quite that because god what was it when did it come out because for me like i feel like the international two was like the peak yeah like when it like everything just exploded that sounds about Um, right i want to say it was 2014 it was 09 uh, league started in 09 um so we're 10 years now on that thing so 2014 so eh, you know five years four four and a half something like that and he just thinks it was too late. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think all of us, whether we liked Heroes or not, uh, kind of have shared that opinion for the most part. Uh, yeah, it was just way too late to mm-hmm. the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think this is a big surprise to anyone. I think what, it, what it, what's interesting here is hearing Mike Morheim himself admit it. Um, I wish he had gone deeper. I, I want to know, like, did they think that at the time? And did they push it through anyway just because of sheer passion? Like, what was especially right now because we're hearing about this canceled starcraft shooter uh you know it's i've been thinking about it a lot i'm just like okay cool well mike morheim knows this did he know it at the time did he feel it at the time did the team know and feel that at the time yeah you know blizzard a company that will axe what 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 we from the outside looking in perceive as essentially a finished product uh you know at the 11th hour well why did heroes get pushed through this isn't me saying by the way well, why do you even bother releasing it? I'm very glad it did get released. To me, I look at Heroes of the Storm as fuel to the fire of what you've been talking about for the last few weeks and what Turbs has been talking about for the last few weeks, yeah. which is, yeah. hey, Blizzard, maybe put out more things in earlier stages and just let us see if we like it and mm-hmm. give you some feedback on it. Yeah. Um, because I think Heroes of the Storm is, uh, that's the MOBA I want to play. It's the reason I still do a show about it. Because, yeah. yeah, like I could go do a League show. I could go do a Dota show, but I would rather play Heroes of the Storm. I would rather talk about Heroes of the Storm. Um, even though it's clearly, you know, it did not hit Blizzard Heights in terms of install base. Right. Not even close. Uh, and he says one of the biggest regrets he has is not pursuing Dota earlier, early enough. Um, I think part of that is it's not so much early enough as it is Blizzard, Blizzard speed <laughs> is different than everyone else's speed. And so early enough for them would have needed another four years of padding. Like they really should have been working on a game, a separate game during the Warcraft three heyday of Dota. And even says he admitted there were more people playing Dota in Warcraft three than were playing Warcraft three. So Warcraft three as the, as the core playable online game had ceased to be the dominant mode. And that mod had taken over. That's, it's another one of those things where it's like, this doesn't surprise me to hear because Dota was such a sensation, but it's very interesting to hear Mike Morheim admit it. But he also talks about that, like how the, the, he's, he said that they had their hands full supporting World of Warcraft. So to me, this is also a bit of a, an admission of the humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> of Blizzard Entertainment. Mm-hmm. It was just like, wow, blew up. What, what could they do? Right. Uh, at, at a certain degree, you know, if, if, there's certainly I get the air of 
of Blizzard being a company of control freaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like they again going back to Starcraft Ghost and and this everything that's been revealed with with that game, it seemed like that was a a a failure of letting go of letting another studio really take the reins with your license and trusting them that whatever they make, whether you agree with the game systems that they developed or not, would be a good, a competent uh, enough game to to kind of you know respect the blizzard license had you know had they just shut up and let the other studio do their thing we would have had a release game yeah um instead they they gave it to another studio then they acquired that studio and then they started chasing trends right and just spun out and didn't go anywhere it's also if you Uh, think about the timing of all of this uh heroes comes out in 2014 right as titan is being canceled so cancel so like final death nail in, in Titans coffin is happening right then. And they didn't know they had Overwatch to rise out of the ashes yet. And that that would be the colossal hit it was at launch. Um, and it's, you know, esports pushing all of that. And I think that they, whether they admit this or not, there must have been a big shadow at Blizzard over the heroes team that said, hold on, guys. Uh, not quite ready to make you the big showcase esport awesome hot new thing from Blizzard. We got this shooter over here that's just kicking off, and so now that's going to get all of our attention. You were officially in stepson mode. Oh, I don't agree with that. You don't think so? No, no. I think Heroes of the Storm got a way more of a fair shake than I think the game, frankly, deserved. Mm-hmm. They threw a lot of money, a lot of money at HGC. It had very good production values. It had legitimate competition. It had so many LAN events, it kind of made my head spin, and it didn't have the views it didn't have the players and yet they gave it years of 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 support um that's true that also i mean i don't know that that gets me into a whole another conversation of i i I, as we saw with the the, with the layoffs and what departments were affected it seemed like esports were very heavily affected i think blizzard overall overreached in how much they are forcing esports across all of the titles yeah i think that's that's clearly been a I mean, that from what we've heard internally and certainly from some of the layoffs and then people who are a little bit dissatisfied right now, like a lot of those rumors swirl around the esports teams, like they just, too much of that too fast. Um, and they they kind of got caught unawares by it, I think. And it's it's a, a very expensive thing to dial back from. Uh, I don't know how things went with uh, Overwatch League this year. I think it was probably okay, but um, is it what they, is it where they want it to be? I don't I don't know. I would guess no. Overwatch League, to me, just looks so incredibly expensive. And mm-hmm. I just don't, to me, I just look at it like this, the, 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 how, I don't know how this makes money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, the, how much it costs to invest and get into this uh, re- yields of return that is worth it. Right. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I personally am looking at Overwatch League just like, I'm just waiting in a few years for them to have to pump the brakes on this too. Yeah. It feels uh, like they, they may, well... I can't say that because I don't know, but it, uh, I, I think there is something coming with that. They are going to have to pump the brakes there. It's not going to yeah, go. I, 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 and it's, you know, I'm basing that off of, of nothing other than, personally, I don't find it right. that interesting to watch. <laughs> and I'm probably um, projecting quite a bit. Right. What that. I did find interesting to watch was HGC. That was fun to watch. You know what else I like? The dungeon uh, champion stuff that they do with World of Warcraft. Really oh, fun to watch. Dungeon Invitational is, is, is great. Yeah. Um, now that not that there's more of it, and the meta is pretty set. It, it it can get a little boring, like other esports. But dude, when that first hit the scene, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm finally interested in, in WoW esports because I can finally watch 
how I play World of Warcraft because I don't play Arena. I'm not interested in mm-hmm. Arena at all. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be less interested. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When 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 MDI came out, um, God, yeah. That I I sat there and watched that the whole weekend. True. Katie watched it with me. She's not into esports at all. All right. I think you <laughs> no, can, it's something you can easily glom onto and understand what they're doing. And everyone understands a, a good race, you know, and that's what that felt like is like it's just a good race. Um, so they did a good job there. The uh, the other thing he says, if I could go back in time, I would have had the team start doing something with Dota before launching StarCraft 2. Um, so in a perfect world, what we may have gotten was Blizzard Dota in 2010, let's say, which would have been perfectly positioned to compete. That was before Dota 2 hits uh, Valve. Um, it's a year after league launches. Like that's, I think that is plenty of time to get really heavy duty into that. And then Starcraft two could have been a 2012, 2013 or later, whatever, uh, effort if they even wanted to pursue it. Cause I think RTSs were already, people were already questioning how long that new, you know, that re- the return to traditional RTS was even going to last. So maybe had the, had the blizzard Dota thing been very successful, they wouldn't even touch Starcraft two. I don't know. I know that would have bummed out a lot of people, but would have bummed me out i would i wish blizzard dominated in the mobile market because that's where i want to be that's what i want to spend my time in when it comes to multiplayer so anyway i found this interview just uh, kind of depressing in a weird way <laughs> like not not just because of those things but just kind of like oh these are all regrets you know none of this is like i don't know none of this is like they made, made huge accomplishments at that company in that time and a lot of this was just about regretful things However, the idea that Morheim could go do something else now is kind of interesting. Not even in my mind. Hadn't even thought about it. I thought he was just done. Like, what do you, I, what yeah, do, you I, do after I, Blizzard? Accomplishing everything he had accomplished, you know, he might just be ready to like, hey, I'm good. I'm going to put my feet up for a bit. Yeah, I would have. And he's still like, right? Like, this is pretty nebulous. Yeah, that's true. What if he calls Metzen and now they got like this little two-man team with like millions of dollars behind it and just makes cool games? Uh, yeah, okay. He and Metzen get together, launch a new company, make billions, <laughs> buy back Blizzard from Activision, <laughs> come full circle. How's that sound? All right. While they're at it, they'll buy Bonfire back, or not back, but just buy it and get all those Blizzard people back. In the meantime, they also buy Tesla, develop a time machine, go back in time, and create their own Dota at a, in a timely fashion. Man, you've really got the make of it. I think this is all going to happen just that way. That's how we're going to do it. It's going to happen. All right. Uh, That's going to, you know, walk into his local game store to buy a new Warhammer figure. He comes out and just a DeLorean pulls up and Morheim runs out and just, (laughs) it's our games. Something's got to be done about our games. You're describing the perfect scenario. I would be in full support of your your pseudo back to the future mishmash with video games. Nice job. Merlin says, wow, you went deep on that one. He sure did. All right, we're going to talk about what's happening in the rest of the world of Blizzard. It's kind of quiet in the other games. Like like uh, you said, it's go ahead and get over there. But I don't actually know what's going on in Hearthstone, so why don't you tell us? Anything cool? Well, in the game itself, uh, it's funny to say, it's the most quiet it has been in a while when, like, two weeks ago, they buffed cards, a ton of cards, and gave everyone a free new legendary that is seeing inclusion in a lot of meta decks. Um, so like overall Hearthstone pretty damn healthy right now, mm. uh, but they dropped a teaser for what is definitely the next expansion this week. You know, everybody keeps talking about, um, before I forget this, they keep talking about why you couldn't quickly put together an auto chess clone, uh, or a competing game. Like I went off about uh, last week in heroes of the storm, but what no one's really talked about is you could actually do 
that same exact treatment in Hearthstone as a mode. Do you see that ever happening? Probably not, but... I I think it is more realistic than a lot of people are giving it credit. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, uh, make a bet. Do you think they do a it? A lot or? of their creativity in that game, because I get the sensation that they're pretty hamstringed by how they built that engine yeah. in terms yeah. of drastically overhauling what the game can do. However, some of the things we've seen them do within Hearthstone as we know it is pretty damn impressive. And a lot of it uh, seems to have come out of uh, Tavern Brawl as as a kind of a test bed. So I would not be surprised to see something auto chess-esque uh, within the next year. That would be amazing. I would be really stoked about that. Um, because I, I, they're maybe more, just better positioned to do it. They have an active team. It, there's not this cloud over it the way it is with the Heroes team. Like, you could just pound that thing out. But they got to be quick. They can't sit on, their, sit on their butts. I do think it buys them some time, though, that they are Hearthstone. Because a lot of the pros and people who are playing Hearthstone are the ones I'm seeing streaming uh, team, hard, or, uh, team Time Tactics, whatever Riot's thing's called. What's it called? Uh, team fight tactics, team fight TFT tactics, is. TFT. I see people streaming Dota uh, Underlords. I see people streaming these games who I usually check out and who are streaming previously to this exclusively it's, it's Hearthstone. So that a lot of the bigger names were paid to start streaming those games, mm, mm. and that you know if they see the views, you're going to keep playing. So they get money up front, and then the views stick. And so you know it's it's worth mentioning that there was also. When Auto Chess first started, like being like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna stream our game? Here's some money." It, there was pretty big burnout going on with 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 Hearthstone. It was right before this cascade of of new content and and kind of new treatments of keeping the game fresh hit. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, we're, we're we're talking like before the first balance patch after Rise of Shadows. It felt like a lot of pros were just like, "Okay, I'm done. This is just the same Hearthstone I've always known." But now suddenly, single player is the best it's ever been and they're tweaking cards in the meta more often and in, and in different ways uh, than we've ever seen them do we are definitely in that era now where if you got a hot new thing and you want to push it you better pay a streamer or a really popular youtuber or else you're gonna be uh, you know you're not gonna get the, the coverage you're gonna get that's the that's 2019 and forward right like we're never gonna after, go after apex legends i think we're gonna see a lot more of that um especially i think if those development teams are like Hey, Apex Legends can do it, but we can actually update our game in a timely fashion, so we can succeed where Apex Legends failed. Yeah, good point, right? Oh my gosh, how's Apex doing? Like, are they all right, or are they? What's their deal? I well, we stopped doing our show because after E3 and EA Play, I was like, oh, your next season is just another gun and another character. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> not quite the not quite the show material it, it looked like it could no, be dude, no dude like it, that's the thing like it's still a really fun game of all the of all the battle royales it's still the one i like playing the most because mm-hmm. it just has a really fun gameplay loop and ca- controlling your character is fun as hell but um in terms of wanting to create content around it i couldn't be less interested could can i interest you <laughs> sorry i can't remember the name of it so i have to bring it up because i'm bad with names hold on a second it's called i've decided what my new favorite battle royale is, is what i'm getting at and that game is called Oh, Steam, you're too slow. This, was, this would have been so much faster <laughs> if I could just say it. Oh, there it is. Have you? Can I introduce you into a, a little game called Super Animal Royale? <laughs> it's this dumb, top-down, uh, kind of Animal Crossing-looking game. 
but you're playing these animals and you're playing them in a battle royale scenario and you're picking up like you know machine guns ak-47s and stuff and shooting other animals to death it's really fun i'm just putting it out there it's a total blast i streamed it for a bunch yesterday i had a lot of fun with it it's like free to get in there and play without too much of the extras you pay 10 bucks and you get everything and it's stupid fun and i like it so there's that little side recommendation for you uh, Heroes of the Storm got a new patch. Otherwise, it's kind of you know Heroes is Heroes doing its thing. Yeah, we got the ten rework. We got the Mecha Storm two event. I really like the event. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, great new skins. I got my Mecha Vala skin last night, and it has forced me to start rewatching Gundam Wing. Oh, hey, I started doing that. That's hilarious. I I, I don't think Gundam this Wing is, specifically? no, not that in particular. But I started watching that uh, uh, Evangelion thing, Neo, Neo, whatever it is on Netflix. Yeah, Evangelion. Yeah, I want to kick that kid. I can't stand him. I hate oh, him. Shinji's the worst. He's Everyone the- hates Shinji. If you hate Shinji, you're watching it correctly. Okay, good. Oh, really? Then I'll keep going. Yeah. No, Shinji is like one of the most universal. Dude, like imagine. Imagine you are a teenager. Yeah. So, you know, imagine it's early 2000s. You're a teenage Garrett Wines Earl. You're, uh, <laughs> you're listening. You're listening to uh, your favorite pop punk CD. I don't know, like early 2000s. Uh, you're really into Taking Back Sunday and feeling moody. Okay. And, uh, and you're in, you're enjoying anime. You're you're a few years into it already. You've already seen Akira and, and DBZ, mm. and you you know you 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 discover Evangelion. You're like, oh oh, everyone's like talking about this like it's a Citizen Kane of anime. Well, all right. And you start watching it, and you know you're you you're 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 on the backside of puberty, but you still don't know why you feel the way you feel. <laughs> and suddenly, you see you see this kid uh, surrounded by uh, attractive, capable women and giant. Uh, killer robots and all he wants to do is complain you hate that child because all you want is to be uh, surrounded by attractive capable women and have giant robots to blow things up with and this kid doesn't want part of any of it yeah he's a poo Uh, nugget I can't can't stand him I hate him I hate him he's the worst I really do hate him but this book this put me on a road of like asking around for everyone's favorite giant robot anime and uh, here's the problem I got I think I, I think I figured this out I like giant robot anime but I like it when they're all fighting all the time and I don't have to deal with all the stupid sub stories and relationships. Like, let's just go have a bad thing happen. Uh Oh, what do we do? Let's get all our robots up and out there to fight. Okay, cool. And then let's have some rad animated mayhem in the sky and then put it to bed and give me another episode of that. Like, I don't want all of the, uh and you know, girl boy relationship shit and the kid with the whiny attitude. I don't want any of that. I just want big robots fighting, and if, it, if if you're telling me this doesn't exist, well then, fine. I won't dig through the 9,000 Gundam series that exist. I'll instead go just watch the freaking Transformers movie again from 1987. That's got a lot of robot <laughs> fighting. Um, all right, I, I will defend Evangelion as in saying that I find every character except Shinji wildly interesting. Okay. Uh, and I actually enjoy them. Um, you should try... Gundam, saying... you should try Gundam OFMS team because oh. it's the most grounded Gundam. It's like a it, it, it kind of plays out like a military drama, but with giant robots. All right, that's a kind of I like that. Like I just want, I want there the the drama. I I don't want just. I mean, obviously, if it's nothing but action and no substance, and like, what's the point of anything like that? I I get that, but I uh, someone says Gundam Wing. That's what you're watching now, right? Yeah, gun, if you don't like uh, you know teenager 
stuff that, that in your anime don't watch Gundam Wing. Good. I'm uh, not going to watch Gundam Wing then. What I want is like a just a military story. Exactly. That's what I want. I just don't want, hey, you're 12 and you're confused and your dad left. Do you want to save the world? Like, I can't do that anymore. You don't want to watch most anime, Scott. I've got news for you. (laughs) It's kind of a major trope in a lot of anime. I know, but the stuff Uh, I like never has that, but there's so little of it. And it drives me crazy. uh, Yeah, give Oathem Esteem a try. I think it's on Hulu and it's a shorter one of the series. So you can get through it relatively quickly. Have you seen that Gurren Lagann thing? I saw some of that. Oh, dude, Gurren Lagann is funny as hell. Yeah? That, that is, it is, have you watched it? No, but I've got it queued up. I'm going to try it. You, you can't, you can't not go into that wanting like a serious mech time. It's so off the walls. <laughs> All right. I want serious mech time. That's what I want. Well, you've said it well. You know what I want? Here's what I've decided I want, and I know this is unreasonable. I think I said this on Twitter. I'll say it again. I want Western writers and Japanese animators to make a really uh, cool robot thing. That's what I'm. Oh, okay. I can't help you with the robots, but it's called uh, Avatar: the Last Airbender, and it's sequel Korra, and you should just watch that. I did watch that, and I love those. So that's exactly what I'm asking: is is for something that's got that kind of writing, but that kind of style. Even though that was mostly done in Korea, I think uh, doesn't matter. Whatever Asian Asian style animation, you know, sort of anime inspired. I'm fine with all that. And I just Nice Tomato does have a. You should have you watched Outlaw Star? Uh, no. How's that? It's very cool. Okay. I'll write that one down. It's super cool, man. It's like what I wanted Trigun to be. Yeah, but Trigun just didn't try hard enough. (laughs) Yeah. Get it? Get it? It's fun. Okay. I think you would like that. You would probably dig out Lost Star. It's it's, it's like an over-the-top anime version of Firefly. All right. I'm into that. That's kind of what uh, Cowboy Bebop was for me. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, it's very much in that vein. Good. Super stylish, but over the top Japanese as hell. It's no, I just don't want any kids who are given a special gem who now go, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't know what the power. Oh, no, you're the chosen one. Ah, F that. I don't want to do that anymore. Hate it. Just give me some cool but action. Why did you try watching Attack on Titan? Because I don't, that is. I am watching Attack on Titan because, you know what? I know it's got a lot of that stuff in it especially that kid at the beginning. Oh, you're enjoying it. Okay. I, I am enjoying it. And the reason I'm enjoying Attack on Titan is because the Titans are freaking, it's so weird. It's such a weird concept that these big lumbering humanoid uh, freaking Mr. Goodbody looking dudes are just wandering through the forest trying to find <laughs> human flesh. <laughs> I love uh, it. Like, I love that part of it. And I like the action in that thing. It's really cool. But I, I hear in season two, it really bogs down with the relationships and crap. And I don't want that. So. Um, I couldn't get past the first episode. I hated it. <laughs> it it offended my eyeballs. I couldn't stand the style. I hated the characters, and their, their hip cables make no physical sense and really make me mad. It's kind of working for me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I stick with it. Now, I, I'm clearly in the minority. It is a wildly popular anime. <laughs> yeah, it's like the biggest there is right at the moment. Pretty sure it's the uh, biggest. One Punch Man probably has definitely overtaken it, but yeah. I do enjoy One Punch Man. One Punch Man and My Hero Academia, which I haven't started yet, but everyone won't shut up about it. Oh, I also like the Full Metal Alchemist thing. I watched that whole thing. Oh, well, yeah. Ooh, especially Brotherhood. That's like a perfect Brotherhood anime. was good. That's the one I watched was Brotherhood. And then I so, watched... Uh, um, that's not going to scratch that mech itch. If you've been playing Heroes... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
None of the mech stuff's getting solved yet, but my other general anime interests have been lightly touched upon. I'll tell you the other one, and then we'll move on to emails. It was, um, shit. Oh, I'm tempted. I know it's nothing new to everybody else, but I haven't seen a single hair or moment of uh, Death, t- or, uh, Death Note, is it? Death Note. I've watched it four times all the way through. You like Death Note? It's probably my favorite anime next to Fully Cooly. And what am I going to like there? Or is there, there's some kid who's who's an orphan who learns he's the savior of the world? I don't want any Neo stories. Uh, Death Note is cool. I like it because it's the, it's cat and mouse like Breaking Bad. Yeah, it sets up all these rules and it's all about, oh my God, how is this character going to get out of the bind they are now in because of the crimes they are committing? All right. And is there... Oh, Death Note's about killing people. Cool. Is it violent? Because I like violent anime. It it's <laughs> subdued. If you want violent, go watch Berserk. I mean, like, do you want Berserk violent or do you want like people, you know, falling off buildings violent? I want like I just I'm I uh, how do I put this? I like the weirder your anime is, the more I'm into it. And I don't mean like sex stuff. I don't care about any of that. Take your hentai somewhere else. <laughs> But I well, mean, like, let me tell you about uh, High School of the Dead. I just Scott. mean like hyper, hyper stylized, like fluid fighting f- action, which is often violent. I, that stuff's that stuff appeals to no, me. That, that Death Note is very, uh, it's 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 oddly grounded for a show that involves a book that kills people because death gods are real. Yeah, all right. It is oddly grounded, but right. I, re- I, it is one of my favorite. And I love it so much. I love the writing. I love the characters. Um, it's 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 my jam. All and right. and uh, uh, Katie, it's like her favorite ever. And she's not a big anime fan. All right. Well, someone in the chat says, watch the film Paprika. I did see that. I've seen all the big movies. Like, I've seen a lot of that stuff. All your standards, like, you know, Akira multiple times and freaking Ghost in the Shell so many times. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen it. But, yeah, I'm not going to go watch Death Note. All right. Welcome to our anime podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> That that went off. It that did, went off. Went off the scale. Now let's play this. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, we are going to do a couple of quick emails here at the end of the show. Uh, this comes to us to the email address that we use. That's the instance at gmail.com. We got an email from Adam who wrote in. And says this, hi guys, started listening to your show back in 2012, and I want to thank you for uploading your archive shows. During episode eight, all the way back, you interviewed a player with a high-level paladin. We used to do this back in the day. You probably remember that, because you were listening then. Uh, Anyway, this is a prime example of why there are people willing to give up certain quality of life features to play classic. Both Scott and Andy state at the time that people were trying to play paladins as if they were warriors and could heal and stop playing, uh, and then stop playing them because it wasn't working out very well. My 120 paladin today plays like a warrior who can heal. The listener stated in order to play the paladin well, you had to utilize all the abilities and know when to use certain abilities. This is not saying vanilla was hard, but a different play style than it is today. From a play style perspective, do you think other classes have become uh, totally different than what they were like in vanilla? Do you think some classes have remained similar? Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. I mean, they've all gone through major evolutions over time, Garrett, but I would probably say, I mean, the Paladin's actually a really good example. Uh, another might be, um, 
I feel like warlocks used to just be, you know, dots and kind of support um, sort of work. And now they do, and by support, I don't mean healing, but, you know, adding dots, doing AOE things, you know, giving benefit to a team in a different kind of way. And now they just feel like another DPS class. Um, uh, I do really feel that overall, speaking generally, uh, there has been a lot of homogenization across all of the classes and play styles in this, in this game, mm. especially when compared to classic. And it, it's a difficult question for me to answer from my own personal experience because I only played a hunter in vanilla. And my answer is yes, hunter has changed a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> since vanilla, mm-hmm. including specs that didn't exist. Uh, even in uh, a couple expansions ago. Um, but I, generally speaking, I think the same is true of just about every class in the game. Yeah, and, they, and the, in the case of Hunters, their job was always to shoot things. So they still do that real well. Um, they probably yeah, it depends seen- on how general you want to get with it, but in terms yeah. of how it feels to play a Hunter, it feels so much different and so much more streamlined than it used to. Yeah, for sure. I think they've all done it. I, I don't think there's one example I can think of that doesn't that hasn't changed. I mean, maybe Warriors... Well, even the even warriors have changed a lot, even though their focus has remained relatively the same. But they they haven't just sat there. So I think that that there is a lot of so people always talk about class identity and that WoW's lost that. Well, vanilla refuels that. That gives you lots of class identity. Those classes were all very very different. Um, and that, yeah. that homogenization you're talking about just isn't there in the old game. So. I really think it depends on what you yourself uh, prefer. I I think looking back on classic, I, like overall, I really like uh, how different er- everyone's classes felt. Um, but I do think it went a little too far. Like mm-hmm. it felt, they were like multiple specs that it, like if you wanted to raid, felt like they were just kind of useless. Yeah. And the yeah. only reason you get by is because there were so many people in the raid, you could probably bring in one or two people with unoptimal smack specs because it wouldn't completely derail the raid. But you can see why they did it. Like these changes were made to make the game more approachable, accessible. Your group could run even if you were missing that one guy that used to be required. Like I know why Blizzard moved that way. And in lots of ways that it's hard to it's hard to just think of them all right now. But in lots of ways we prefer that because now the game is immediately just accessible. You just get in, you can play. But some of that gets lost. Uh, I, I totally agree. Which is why I wish Blizzard, I mean... <laughs> We've said it for years, and they're never going to do this, probably. But if they made like a Skyrim scope style Warcraft game, a single player focused Warcraft game set in a world like that in in Azeroth, but you are a single hero against the world, progressing however you want to progress, that's when you can go crazy with with differences in classes because then there's no balance issues. Balance screws up everything. I mean, I want to bring it back to WoW real quick and say that I, I would like to. Uh, it's certain it's a hot topic right now, right? Uh, because they just recently those those comments came out about how they said that they think they went a little too far, yeah. Um, in 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 the homogenize, homogenization of of the classes, and I think a lot of us are realizing by by dipping our toes in the classic that yeah, there there was merit to this. There was something that was that this this did bring something to the game. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see this addressed in in the next in expansion or maybe even future patches, um, because I, I think a lot of us are realizing that that we kind of want more more unique feeling uh, and and delineation between our classes and our specs. Um, and also like leveling is so streamlined now. 
<laughs> like, and you can buy a boost. Mm -hmm. So with all of that, um, I don't see any reason not to have a lot more kind of aggressive uh, differences between classes. The only um, difference, the only place where that sucks is multiplayer. I mean, honestly, if they didn't have that aspect, you could go crazy. You wouldn't have to worry about, you know, making somebody too strong or too weak. Like you could go like Diablo and just make characters do whatever wacky thing they do and never the twain shall meet, you know? Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at is that in, in, in vanilla, it really felt bad if, you know, like you were really hyped up and like, I'm going to be a protection paladin. And you spend all that time getting the 60 mm. and you realize that it's basically useless. Yeah. Like that, that that's rough. Cause what do you do? All right, well, I'm going to go reroll. I'll see you guys in three months yeah. when I'm level 60 on my useful <laughs> spec character. Um, like that stinks, but now that's not really a worry. Like you can just buy a boost with every expansion. You get a boost. So why not take bigger chances, create larger divides between the classes? Because if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, also you can patch it. This is true. It's a big problem. Yeah. Just patch that shit, son. That's what I say. Here's one from Kalen who wrote in says the latest episode of the instance. And the message is in regards to the level squish, do you think it could be possible that they'll bring back talent trees? It seems like they first retired the skill point system because the level cap continued to increase with a reduction in level. Could we see a return of that system? I don't think so. Um, you might see more granularity in this in the current system, but I think they're pretty happy with that. Um, as much as I'm, you know, I'm going to play vanilla when it launches, and there's, you know, there'll be things to do in that talent tree, and there'll be all the min maxing there used to be, and all of that. I don't miss that big dumb tr tree. I don't miss it. Um, I find it obnoxious and silly. However, some could argue the current system is really simple and not all that complicated and really is another glyph system. Like, we kind of have glyph systems across the I game. Would, yeah, I mean, I would take the other side of that coin and say I think that artifact weapons showed us that there's still a great interest in talent trees, even if they're still rather straightforward and you end up getting a lot of the stuff. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what we're talking about with the squish is just making the, the gamification of leveling up feel a little more rewarding? Yeah, I think that's a, actually a good point. And I actually like the weapon ones. So it's funny for me to say that I really like the old talent system. Maybe she's I'm just sick of looking at it or something. But yeah, and um, you could probably do something that's in between. That right, right, right. Granular, uh, small level talents for and, and still have the larger, you know, major talents that we have now and still find a way to like you know have your your tomb of tome of 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 tranquil mind or whatever let you only switch out kind of the major talents and leave your minor ones alone so you're not having to screw with all that stuff in between pulls and a raid this is true uh man i just hit me the other day this is an unrelated thing well it's related but it's not to this question um when i was growing up rpgs were for nerds and it was a subset. It was people who, you know, didn't play cool games that were fast and, and real time, like, you know, Quake and Doom and freaking Unreal and that kind of stuff. And it had its fans, but RPG games were just less. There were less of those. And it was considered a, a, a subgenre and one that was a little unapproachable and all of that. And over the years, you've seen it grow and grow and grow. And there's big tent tentpole moments like uh, the Baldur's Gate series or... Uh, certainly World of Warcraft, but before that, lots of things. Um, the Elder Scrolls series in general. And it just, it hits me. I think everything is now subservient to the RPG model. And I mean everything. All your favorite shooters use a progression system based on RPG mechanics. 
Um, most mobile games have something in them, parts of them that are like upgrade mechanics or things that used to be the sole domain uh, of what an RPG would do. It's fascinating if you think about it. If you go back and just look at the historical growth, I would love like a documentary on this. No one's ever going to do it, but it'd be awesome to just follow the concept of RPG from tabletop in those earliest days to what it is now. That'd be fascinating. I'd be totally into it. Yeah, you're not totally crazy. I mean, I always go back to like Modern Warfare 2. And I was like, oh my God, an unlock system. Yeah. <laughs> Shooter. Yeah. This is blowing And that was a mind. huge, that was a huge moment, right? Because then shooters from then on were just all going to do that from then on. That was going to be it. So they deserve huge credit for doing that. But at the same time, it was like RPGs smiling in the background going, yeah, dude, we've been telling you for a long time. Leveling up's rad. You're going to get Sitting in the chat not wrong, though. Like, it really what they took was progression systems and, and a lot of the actual role play elements, like, are nowhere to be found in a lot of games. Yeah, well, they're on the, I mean, they, they remain where they were best. Like, they, they're D&D and they're, you know, cyberpunk. Those are, those are, I, I would agree with him. Like, that, if you really want to role play, like, somebody, like we do with our show on the weekends with There Will Be Dungeons, I love to role play in there. And it's so much fun because you don't know where it's going to go. It's not based on a limited set of, algorithmic choices or things that video games are bad at uh it's awesome but they're still great there it's all happening those aren't dying in fact there's a resurgence right now that stuff's killing it right now so oh big time yeah so that's i don't have a problem with video games ripping off what works i think that's great let those rpg systems that work live in the video game world but there are just so many of them now and i remember there's a lot of people back when i was playing doom that were just like rpgs those are lame those are for nerds. Those are for guys who, you know, can't cut it in a, in a quake world. Like there was a lot of anti sort of RPG. I just remember that in the early PC days of like the early nineties and it's just all changed now. So there you go. Uh, thank you for your emails. Both of you, we appreciate them. They come to us at the instance at gmail.com. You can also send your voicemails to eight Oh one four seven one zero four six two. And that's going to do it for the show. Garrett, what's happening at a TV this week. Well, there's all kinds of shows over there. Let's talk about Star Wars. As I've mentioned before, is now weekly. So if you want to hear Tom Merritt, Jenny Josephson, and myself talk about Star Wars, go find Let's Talk About Star Wars over at TV or anywhere you get your podcasts. Anger Chicken, Into the Nexus, all those things still going strong. Go check them out. Uh, grats on your Disney getting uh, getting uh, the Galaxy's Edge coming soon. That's exciting. When's they it? haven't announced reservations, which makes me terrified. Well, maybe you'll be in your 50s, but it'll be great. And uh, we look forward to hearing how it goes. Uh, what else is going on? There's lots of stuff always happening in and around the Frog Pants Network. So if you'd like to check more of that out, head on over to frogpants.com and check out the other shows we have going as well. And uh, enjoy yourselves there. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, reminder, theinstance.net is our website. If you want to support us, there is a support system there that we made from the ground up. It's a great way to support us. You get bonus shows, you get bonus content, you get artwork in the mail, you get all kinds of things that you wouldn't get otherwise, and most importantly, you get to support the show you love for all these many years. Uh, so go check that out. That's over at theinstance.net, and you can find all our links there that you need. You can uh, also simply uh, send us those emails, follow us on Twitter, all that stuff. It's all linked. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Garrett, and for all of you. We'll see you next time. Bye now. New 
station brings ODN back to the good old days. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. With the ever-increasing size of the World of Warcraft, our news network has been struggling with keeping bureaus open in all of the different continents, islands, and even planets that keep popping up every couple of years. So it's good to see a new station joining our network in a familiar location, and I'm not complaining about the fees they pay to carry our content either. WXRD, the classic voice of the crossroads, will soon be going on the air with 50,000 watts of broadcasting power from their antenna on the top of Dreadmist Peak. In addition to our news of the day, the station will be primarily a talk format, with the latest chat from around town, weather, and traffic reports. Initial sponsors include Sticks in the Mud, the exclusive Kalimdor supplier for all your shaman needs, and Soul Provider, make your boots tough enough to last until you can finally afford a mount. We here at ODN certainly wish to welcome our new affiliate, but we do admit being a bit puzzled by their marketing strategy. Usually a classic format such as theirs is marketed to a senior citizen demographic, but the sales manager for the station tells us that they are aiming for a younger crowd, no older than 60. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Buxley has been given express written permission from the Major League Brawlers Guild. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about saving the world. Dear Buxley, I was recently asked to go out and help with the Heart of Azeroth and in the course of doing this, I ran across Magni Bronzebeard and the Titan Construct Mother. They both assured me that I, and I alone, held the fate of Azeroth in my hands. I'm kind of nervous with all this responsibility. Help! Well, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but your hands can't hold fate, and they certainly can't hold Azeroth. I mean, have you seen it? It's really big. I was just in that chamber. Every time someone went to talk to them, I heard them say, Hey, you, you can save everybody. I swear, it's really you. And what I think this means is Magni and Mother are hedging their bets. And it's not like what it sounds. They're not throwing money into a row of tall bushes. Nope, they're telling everybody they can save the world because sooner or later, one of these people will be able to save the world and they'll be the right person. And then Magni and Mother will be able to go, Hey, we knew that was going to happen all along. I know that's a weird thing to do, but they have their heart in the right place, ha, so to speak. They just want to save Azeroth. So you should help. And who knows, you might just be the one that does it. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to see what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. You can listen to the archives at AskBuxley.com. Hey, you want to save Azeroth? We swear it's you. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.